Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, a safe distance away. Probably, I'm bad at measuring distances, so I'm like six foot tall, and so I think about how tall I am. Like, like I'd say we're down. about 12 foot apart. 10, yeah, 10, 10, 10 to 12, 12, between 10 to 12 feet of five. Yeah. A safe distance away as I'm shouting into this microphone. <laughs> it's the Duchess of the Dorks. It's Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Hello, Ashley. You look very cold. I have on three layers and a blanket. It is because uh, when the sun isn't out, it doesn't give like any added warmth in here. Mm. So it's, uh, mm. yeah, it's miserable in here today. And I just think we need to blow up the sun. I've said that from for years. <laughs> What's the sun? Name one thing the sun's good for. Hashtag war on weather. Today <laughs> is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020, 156 days till Thanksgiving, episode 983. 983, the number of hits allowed by Jose Guzman in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Do we first four through the door? We sure do. It was Will Boyles, Andrew Christensen, Rob Hadaway, and Phil Vaney. Welcome in, guys. Hi, friends. Um, okay, on today's show, we are going to kick off our series called Summer Camp. In which case, it, which is a, a, a clever name for us to break down each of the 12 FPS teams in the state of Texas. We're going to start way out west. I don't know what order we're going to go in. I might go west to east. Okay. And I might just figure that out. But we're yeah. going to start all the way west. That's an easy map. Like, there's there shouldn't be one that's, like, right on top no, of the well, other. No, I'll, look, I'll look up what the latitude like, longitude is. UNT SMU would be, like, the most. Hey, can I ask you a question? What? I'm. I'm 33 years old, and I can't remember what longitude is versus what latitude is. Longitude, as you can remember it being long, latitude, but like a ladder. But it's long on the way up, too. But it's like a ladder. Latitude, longitude. Oh, now the ladder thing will help me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ladder thing, because uh, I remember the longitude thing of long. And it's like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't make any sense because it's long oh. on the way like from <laughs> pole to pole, too. But I feel like when latitude is going to help me. Yeah, latitude a lot or longitude. Like when you're thinking of something being like long, you're thinking of like a flat surface. Not necessarily. Okay, well, latitude. There you go. Thank you. That you're will welcome. help. The latter thing will you're help. You're welcome. Educational um, podcast. Anyway, I'll look up what the what the long the latitude is <laughs> for each of the um for each of the FBS teams. I'm, I'm going to end up doing this. We will start way out west. <laughs> you will not. I will do it. 
Um, He's gonna we'll start help. way out west. We'll start with the UTEP Miners today. And then back half of the show, Matt Stepp caught up with the head coach of the Ballinger Bearcats, Coach Chuck Lipsy. We will hear from Coach Lipsy coming up here at the back half of the show. A few different things. A, a myriad, a, 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 a gallimaufry of things here Ooh, for a moment. Okay. You've got that word, but you can't get latitude. I know the word latitude. <laughs> I just don't know what it means. Come on. One. Oh, latitude. F- no, that doesn't make sense. Never, keep going. Sorry. Flat latitude. Is that what yeah. you're with? Uh-uh. No, work. that doesn't Stops compute it. in my brain. <laughs> okay. Okay. One. Become a Dave Campbell's Text Football Insider. Textfull.com slash subscribe. If you want that magazine. We're now at the, I'll just be honest. We're now at the weird point in the process where, so if we drop the magazine in the mail for you today, I believe it will be seven to 10 days before you get it. Okay. So I'm at the weird part where I can't guarantee you'll get it before it hits newsstands. Hopefully you will. You get all sorts of other great content, including uh, exclusive podcasts, uh, access to our archives, recruiting analysis, access to our premium forums at texasfootball.com slash forums, mm-hmm. all of that fun stuff. You get that. For the Summer Magazine, we've kind of, we're in that weird in-between piece where I, I, I hope it'll get there before it's newsstands, but I can't, like, promise it. Just being honest with you. Anyway, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. I'm a great salesman. Two, we have... um. I guess we'll we'll announce it coming up, but but I just want you guys to know we got something. We know that episode 1000 is coming. Okay, we are familiar with it. We are now 17 episodes away from the 1000th episode. Mm-hmm. We have set a date. We're not going to tell you when it is yet. Right. We have set a date. We do have a plan. A big, dumb idea. Like, biggest and dumbest it's of a, ideas. It's a big, dumb idea. We will have more details in the coming days and weeks, but... Don't worry, we did not forget about episode 1000. We have a big, dumb plan for episode 1000. Uh, sadly, the one thing I will say is because of gestures broadly, we're probably not, or in fact, I'll, I'll tell you right now, we're not going to be able to have like a meetup or anything like that. That's mm-hmm. just not, that's not in the cards, unfortunately. That blame, was the original plan, but yeah. we have adapted and overcome. <laughs> Bl- uh, blame the coronavirus, but we will uh, We will have a big, dumb idea for the 1000th episode which is coming up uh, uh, in 17 episodes so stay tuned for that mm-hmm. finally last thing this came across twitter the other day mm-hmm. um, we like twitter our friend marco regalado who is the viral coach who is doing all of those videos lampooning the uh the various coaching stereotypes he had a great TikTok video type thing. I don't know how TikTok works. I'm washed. Um, but I know that that's how K-pop teens do their do how, the how many retweets it. do I need to get for you to do like one of the classic like TikTok dances? Like, uh, if forty people subscribe, I'll do one of the TikTok dances. Um, y'all are on it. Uh, anyway, Marco Regalado tweeted this the other day. Listen to me, sir. Behold the magazine. Run home, coach. Don't stop till you get there.
the the heel kick, the heel is, kick key there. is the so heel kick good is on point. Anyway, it's literally so good yeah big uh big shout out to coach regalado he got his magazine the other day and tweeted that um and uh yeah it is like Charlie. and he's in it too which is so cool yeah it's like, like a, Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory that's he awesome. is. he's on page what did i say 12 something like that yes page 12 page 12 that's right um anyway so appreciate coach regalado for tweeting that okay Let's get to a little bit of, let's start, well, what we'll do is we will get to the start of a new recurring segment here for the next couple of weeks. We're going to summer camp. We're going to summer camp. <laughs> That's right. It's summer camp here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We know that some summer camps are happening, some summer camps are not, but we are going to have summer camp. Woo! And our version of summer camp is a look at each of the 12 FBS teams in the state of Texas heading into the 2020 football season. That's what we are, uh, that's that's what we, uh, you know. It's like we get to travel without having that's to exactly travel. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We get to, we get to we're travel. We're taking a road trip. Yes, we're taking a road, we're taking a roadie. Uh, and so, <laughs> what I want to do is I want to take a look, we're going to go from west to east, okay? We're going to start as far west as we can we're going to start with the UTEP Miners. Okay. So there's a few different things we're going to do each each segment of summer camp. And, and the first is, what is the state of the program? And look, I'll be honest. I think the state of the program for UTEP is pretty bad. I think that they are pretty unequivocally um, the... Yeah, they're the worst program in the state. I mean, there's yeah, no there's real no doubt about it. There's no other way it. to put that. Um, you, you really can't put it any other way that they have. You know, it has now been um, since 2014, the last time they they had a winning season. Mm-hmm. 2014 was the last time that they had a, 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 bowl, a bowl berth. Since then, they have won a grand total of, uh, let's see, 11 games. 11 games in five in years. Five years, yeah. Okay, including now they're entering year three under Dana Dimmel. One and eleven last year. One and eleven the year before. So Dana Dimmel is now two and twenty-two in his two years there at uh, UTEP. Now I will say, from what we understand with UTEP, they have more or less promised him four years, and they've said, and and I think that he went in there and said, "Look, it is going to take me four years to build this thing from the ground up, mm-hmm. to build this thing up uh, from uh, from scratch," and. So now that they're entering year three, this is where you've got to start seeing that progress. Exactly. Okay. I mean, the first two years, if you want to say first year, you know what? He inherited a program that went 0-12 to get them back in the win column as a victory. Mm-hmm. They went 1-11 last year, and that wasn't necessarily terrible or unforeseen. But, I mean, there were a couple of losses there. The loss to New Mexico State is pretty pretty mm-hmm. terrible. Um, you know, they, and their one win was a, basically a last second win against Houston Baptist in the opener. Right. Right. So they don't have an FBS win. Mm -mm. Now they're entering year three under Dana Dimmel and they are going to need, they're going to need to, to, I think, show some life. I think this is the prove it year for UTEP. They have got to start moving forward. I'm not asking them to make a bowl. Mm Mm-mm. What I'm asking them to do is show that they are a lot more competitive than they were last year. Because last year, look, that it just wasn't good. I mean, they got blown out by teams that are not that great. They got blown out. I mean, all due respect, Pickle. 
I don't think anybody would claim that North Texas was a great team last year. No. They got drilled by North Texas. Yes. Right? I, yeah. And I think that a big thing with UTEP is, like you said, most of the time in most programs when there's a new coach and they have been struggling, you look for year three to yep. basically be like, okay, this is kind of going into the hot seat. Like, this is when you have your recruits you're coming in with. That's kind of the norm. Right. But with UTEP, I do agree that, yes, they will – will Dimmelfine probably get a fourth year? Yes. Yeah. Because this program was so, so down that you might have to – suck it up and take that extra year and give them a fourth year after this. Right. And but you have to see some sort of improvement. Right. It's got to, you've got to start seeing proof of concept. You've got to start seeing proof of concept. And this is the year that it's got to start happening. Uh, again, not asking them to go and win the conference. I'm asking them to show signs of life and show that Dana Dimmel is on the right track. Mm-hmm. Proof of concept is what we're looking for. So if you were to talk about the state of the program right now, the state of the program is poor, I would say. Quite poor and, and arguably, you know, I know we've talked a lot on this program about the difficulties that UTEP faces, the unique difficulties they have. But they have got to start moving in the right direction mm-hmm. or else they're going to need to – or else the, the Dana Dimmel years are just going to end up being a waste. So let's start now with our offensive breakdown. Okay. So the offensive breakdown, the offensive outlook. The biggest question for me and, and was last year is quarterback. Mm-hmm. They, they simply could not settle on a quarterback – uh, it ranked among the worst. Their offense ranked among the worst in U- in Conference USA last year. And they lose their top rusher and their top passer from last year. Quarterback is going to be an issue. It sounds like they're going to turn to either Gavin Hardison, who's from New Mexico, or they're going to turn to TJ Goodwin, uh, th- who's from, from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, th- they feel like they have some upside there, but there's like no experience on the roster, like none at the mm. quarterback spot, like almost none. Running back is an interesting spot for them because I do feel like that's where they've recruited well. Mm-hmm. They get Q Wadley back from injury. That should help. They've got Deion Hankins, who I'm extremely high on, uh, at, you know, coming in as a freshman. I think he's going to challenge for some, for some carries. They're going to have transfers like uh, Devon Cooper, who missed 2019 with injury. Um, they've got some playmaker, or rather that's at the receiver spot, but I'm telling you that at the running back spot, with guys up front, like Darta Lee, like Bobby DeHero, they're going to have some some play. They're going to have an ability to run the ball. They should be. They should. And especially, they've got to, because otherwise it's going to be all on, on a, a very unproven quarterback room. Right. And with with Conference USA, just in general, that if you as long as you have a good running back, you stand a much higher right. chance of being able to move it down the field than star receivers almost. And then there's the question of receiver, right? And, mm-hmm. and when you have a bad passing game last year it's it's kind of a two-way street right? right they've got some playmakers i've always liked walter don jr since he was he's kind of a, a an undersized receiver from from mesquite mesquite Potet, i believe uh jacob cowing is a guy we've heard a lot about uh, at a receiver spot a guy that that we feel like has some some big time upside they, they feel like they have a promising rotation there mm-hmm. at receiver Offensive line I mentioned, Bobby DeHero, I think, is is, is, the, is the star up there, but then we don't really know what the... I mean, they have to replace three of their five starters. Mm-hmm. So overall, look, the offense has got to take a step forward. That was a big problem for them last year. Right. And one of the things they've got to do is they've got to, they've got to, to, to find some sort of answer at quarterback, and if they don't, then that, that running game has to be really, really good. And, and what they... It's going kinda, to have to carry the It's going to have to carry the team. So that's the offensive breakdown. From the defensive side... From the defensive side, I do think, let me 
let me drop some praise on the on on UTEP here for a moment. I think their secondary has a chance to be borderline good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think they've got some talent back there. I really like what they got in the cornerback spots in Josh Caldwell and Jerron Lowe. I love Justin Prince at the safety's position. Uh, they're bringing back a guy in, um, in in Broderick Harrell that I think has a chance to, to, to make a, a leap forward out of Lubbock. This is a secondary that I think has a chance to make a step forward. Mm-hmm. I think the linebacker spot could be okay depending on what happens. Stephen Forrester uh, kind of stepping up. De- Devon Yang is, is kind of that, in Yang rather, is that kind of... Uh, hybrid nickelback type thing. Uh, what do they do with Jerome Wilson? Like, I think the linebacker spot has potential. I'm concerned up front. Mm-hmm. They've got Praise Amawale. What? Praise Amawale is is probably their best overall defender, but he's kind of alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, they averaged just one sack a game last year. And so this is a defensive front that I think there are there are unknown pieces that they need to step up in order to, to, to be competitive. Uh, so from a defensive perspective, the good thing is that, look, Conference USA is a pass-happy league, mm-hmm. and the secondary figures to be pretty good, but can the front hold up? That's kind right. of the question there on the defensive side. And I think, too, watching some of their games last year, too, I think when you said they were borderline good, yeah. it was very accurate because they did have a couple of times a, a game or two where they would – they would have the big interception or they would get this and it's like, oh man, this could be the momentum shift that right. they're looking for and then they weren't able to do anything offensively. The uh, For a breakout player, a breakout player to keep an eye on, I would go with Deion Hankins. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, um, they've got a couple of El Paso products in there. Deion Hankins is the freshman that's coming in. He's one of the most decorated running backs in, in El Paso. Um a guy that I think is going to be able to get on the field and get, and get some carries. Can he put it all together? I'm very interested to see what Deion Hankins is able to do. He's my breakout pick uh, for UTEP. And if he has a big year, then we're talking about UTEP. Obviously, that offense has gotten into gear, and they're going to be a lot more competitive. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about worst-case scenario. Well, they okay. won one game last year. so uh... <laughs> The worst-case scenario is they go winless, yep. right? And by the way, there is not... Last year, they had Houston Baptist. And all due respect, love you Husky fans. But that was as close as they had to a layup, right. right? They had an FCS opponent on there, on their schedule. This year, they're non-district, or non-district, non-conference. <laughs> Tech, at Nevada, at Texas, and then New Mexico State. Okay? Now, New Mexico State is their big rivalry game on the I-10 rivalry and things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, no layups. All four of those games are, they are at, I mean, the, the first three, Tech, Nevada, and, and Texas, they are going to be underdogs. Right. Probably right. significant underdogs. Yes. And then New Mexico State, I mean, they were more or less beaten by a bad New Mexico State team last year. They do come home for that game, but it is very feasible with a tougher schedule that this is another winless team. Mm-hmm. Really and truly, I'm not trying to be doomsayer here, but it is very possible well, for UTEP to, to be that own 12 team. Yeah, you always would like to say, well, you can only go up from here, but right. there is a chance that they could go down. There's a, uh, yeah, <laughs> because you know what? The schedule gets tougher. Yeah. Schedule gets tougher, plain and simple. And beyond, the, beyond that, a lot of their tougher, or a lot of their winnable Conference USA games, are let's on say, the road. are on the road. Mm-hmm. They're at Rice, right? They're at UTSA, which which should be theoretically rebuilding. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at Charlotte, right? Um, those are on the road. So that's that's a more difficult conver- uh, predicament as well. If you're looking for the best case scenario, 
for Utah. Um, I think three to four wins is mm-hmm. realistic. I think that more importantly, the best case scenario for UTEP is that they are competitive in most of their games. Mm-hmm. Nobody expects them to go out there and be competitive against Texas, no. right? On the road at Texas or even Tech, right? They don't, nobody expects that. But if they can put together even two to three wins, mm-hmm. I would say, and look competitive in the other games. Especially in the Conference USA play. Right. Look like they are catching up to the Conference USA pack and they're not very clearly the worst team in Conference USA. Right. That would represent a lot of progress in my mind. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, the best case scenario for them, I would say, is probably four wins. Mm-hmm. I don't see them getting really above that. But if they do that, that would show that they are moving forward, that they are that the team is buying what Dana Dimmel is selling, and that fundamentally they are starting to, tr- to turn that cruise ship around, right? They're mm-hmm. starting to turn that big tanker. Because it, it's, it's, it was never going to be quick. It was never going to be a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're in year three. We've got to start seeing signs that it is turning, and it's not just heading straight for that iceberg. Right. Right? I've used like three different boat analogies there. Yes. But that's that was, fine. That was a lot. It's fine. I'm, no, I'm, I'm good. Anyway, there's summer camp for UTEP. UTEP, thanks for coming around the campfire. We appreciate it. Enjoy the s'mores. Oh, no. Things like that. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe is the only way to get one of these right now. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. It's a magazine. It's got 400 pages in it, including a big UTEP preview. So if you need more UTEP content, we got gotcha. you. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. A couple weeks ago, Matt Stepp went on a big West Texas swing. Swung out to a couple of high schools. One of them, the Ballinger Bearcats, caught up with the head coach, Chuck Lipsy. Here's Matt Sub's conversation with Ballinger coach Chuck Lipsy here on Texas Football Today. Hey, it's Matt Stepp with Campbell's Texas Football here in Ballinger, Texas, here with the head coach of the Ballinger Bearcats, Chuck Lipsy, as his Bearcats are going through day two of summer strength and conditioning. Uh, appreciate you having us out and uh, chatting with us. Yeah, appreciate it. Obviously, uh, you know, this is day two of the uh, strength and conditioning. Um, you know, kids kids are creatures of habit, and they need a routine. Uh, do you feel like day two went a little bit smoother than day one as far as your check-in process and making sure the kids are in good health and all that good You know, I think safety is the most important thing. You know, we want to try to do everything right so we can start it at the regular time. So day two went a little bit better than day one. Day, you know, yesterday we had to do our screening. We're going to do that every Monday. Uh, we're taking their temperatures every day. Day and they came in we just did their temperature check and water check so all that went smooth and everybody showed up on time and it was uh, a lot better today than it was yesterday and yesterday was a good day for the first day, but today was smoother and it went a little bit faster and i know coaches are just just happy to be out here with their kids i, I, saw, I saw your girl athletes uh, on the on the other field over there you got your football players here um how excited were, were all your coaches uh, to get back to work yesterday how did you know we kept in touch touch with the kids we didn't get to see a lot of them the last three months and you know we kept in contact with them uh but to have them all up here was a neat thing uh you know we kind of divided our uh we're not doing our junior highs right now we just kind of wanted to get through this phase one so we're bringing in our senior and junior boys first thing uh for the first hour and then we're bringing in our uh, sophomores and freshmen and then our girls are coming in our girls are not using the weight room right now we only have one weight room here so we got to make sure we work that right but uh, the girls are working out on the junior high practice field just getting uh you know agility and conditioning and we're breaking ours down into weights cardio and and uh 
uh, agility or our three stations, and we're leaving our skilled kids out here for extra 30 minutes to throw and catch. So, so far, so good. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, not some kids have been working out on their own and, and, and trying to get them work in, but that, but you know, it's more competitive when you're with your teammates and you got your coaches out here. Um, obviously, you're not you're not going 100 percent right away, but you, you want to try to work these kids back into shape. Uh, from your perspective, how did you how what kind of shape did you feel like your football uh, guys came in uh, yesterday when you kind of got to get eyes on them? Well, everybody else, you know, some of them came in pretty good shape and and. Uh, Probably half of them didn't do what they needed to do during their two months. But, you know, like I told them, we got eight weeks to get ready. Uh, for the most part, the lifting part, I was pretty pleased with. Most of them have been keeping up with their weights. A lot of them have stuff at home they've been lifting. But, you know, the agility and especially the cardio, you know, it's hard to get the kids to, to train and stay in shape. So that was the tough part. But for the most part, you know, they came in in pretty good shape. The, the social distancing, you know, like I said, we have our weight room we just have 12 racks 10 feet apart and we take them in there and we're going in groups of 12 everywhere with two coaches so that's working out good the hardest thing for us is in between stations they're just like bear cubs you know they want to be together and jumping on each other and everything else that's the toughest part trying to keep them six foot and ten foot apart in between stations but all that's worked out pretty good Let's look ahead to 20, uh, the 2020 football season, and uh, you know Dave Campbell's magazine will be out soon. Uh, you guys are picked near the top of the district standings once again, and you had a good year last year. You went eight and three. Uh, when you evaluate your new district, just kind of off the top of your head, uh, what kind of challenges are, you, are, you, are some of your your district going to provide you guys when you get into the 2020 season? You know, it's going to be a tough district. You know, uh, you know to me. I, uh, Bangs, I think Bangs is going to have a good, but they got a lot coming back. Sonora always plays well, and those kids play hard. Uh, Brady's playing better. Don't know a lot about Ingram right now. You know, Ingram's in our district because they kind of got caught between where to go, and they shot them, shot them with Brady and Sonora with us, and then Grape Creek. So it's going to be a district that we have to be ready to play every Friday night. Uh, you know, I, I kind of bulked our preseason schedule up. We're going to open up with. Uh, Jim Ned and then go Breckenridge, Sea City, Clyde, and Lano. So I think that would give us a pretty good uh, test of where we need to be by the time we get in district. Of course, we need to stay healthy and keep getting better each week before we get there. When you look ahead at your ball club, when the when the Bearcat fans come out to the season opener and see your guys play, uh, what's the personality of your ball club going to be? What, what are you guys going to hang your hat on here in 2020? A lot that helps us is experience. You know, we've got a group of seniors that have been all started since they were sophomores. And they've gotten better at sophomores, and they thought they played well last year and really improved as we get toward the end and, and got a lot of those kids back. So, you know, I think the experience that those kids have had, and we got a, some good kids coming off the JV that can step. We didn't lose a lot last year. You know, we lost a few key players, but I think we're going to have people step in, and uh, the kids are excited. Uh, you know, we just, we just, main thing is we got to take one practice at a time, scrimmages one at a time. Uh, preseason and just keep getting better each week and stay healthy when we get in district and get in the playoffs. Our goal is to get in the playoffs and go as far as we can in the playoffs. So I think we're looking forward to it. It's exciting here. And, of course, like I said, I think everybody's going to be excited because everybody's been away from their kids and coaches. So everybody's going to be jacked up and ready to go when it gets here. My question for you, Coach, if uh, Dave Campbell comes up to Ballinger, Texas, to cover a Bearcats game, where do we need to grab a bite to eat when we get into town? What's your, what's your go-to pregame spot? <laughs> oh, the, the sandwich shop is a good place. If they're open, uh, and then that's probably the best place I would choose to. to they got uh, sandwiches, fish. They got, I think, the best hamburgers in town. And Beef Masters is a place you can go get uh, buffet, and they got a real good buffet. So those are both two good places to eat. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having us out. Uh, appreciate what you do for student athletes in the state of Texas, and uh, good luck in 2020.
you, and I just want to pre- uh, tell you that we appreciate all you do for Texas high school football. There he is, Chuck Lipsy, the head coach of the Ballinger Bearcats, caught up in that step from a socially acceptable distance away. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. That's why that it, one was not in a in a roses parking lot. No, it, that's why it looks different. That's <laughs> yeah. why it looks different. Step is he sets up the camera, gives him the microphone, and then steps away. Mm-hmm. That's why it looks different than our normal interviews. But anyway, uh, we appreciate uh, Coach Chuck Lipsy for catching up with Matt Step a little bit earlier. And now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Um, more earlier, whispers. huh? We need more whispering on this show. No. Um, no, ew, don't. Uh, earlier when we started the show, Will Boyle said, uh, y'all have knocked it out of the park with the forums. Now I'll never oh. get anything done at work. So I figured this was a perfect time yes. to reiterate. Has, we've touched on the forums, but these if are you, like, they're up and going If you now. haven't been there, um, we do have the forums. There's three different forums on there. Uh, two of them are free. They're free to, to use for you if you're a subscriber or not. You know, you can you can get on there and chat about high school football and college football and recruiting uh, in those two forums. There's also a forum called the Concourse. Mm-hmm. That is going to be, that's our premium forum. That's where you can interact with us. That's where you can, uh, Pickle demanded in her contract that like uh, there be like a barrier between her and what you, what'd you call them? The unwashed masses? Is that what you said? This guy. Um, anyway, so that's the concourse, <laughs> uh, but that's where you can interact and, and with, uh, with the, the, we've got more premium stuff in there and steps always dropping nuggets in there. Um, so if you want to check that out, but anyway, it's textfootball.com slash forums. If you haven't checked it out, uh, it is, uh, all the rage, all the cool kids are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. This is exactly why Rudy doesn't let us do any sales stuff. Oh yeah. Because he's like, oh God, no. Cause we're bad at it. Yeah. Listen. If 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 I go to my grave <laughs> and my legacy is, you know what? Tepper did an internet show for a long time and he never like lied to us and in the idea of trying to sell us something. Yeah. Then like I'm good with that. Uh, that's a yeah, good legacy to that's, have. That's fine. I, that's that's not what I'm about. Yeah. So I'm just a bad salesman. <laughs> anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Chuck Lipsia Ballinger for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please can get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.